Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sugar Pill Self-Care Podcast, a practical guide to self-love, where I'm your host, Candy Washington, and I cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life. But before we dive into this week's episode, which is signs of, of toxic family members and how to deal with them in general, but in particular over the upcoming holiday season. So before we dive into that, be sure to check out our Create Your Dream Life course in case you need more support in your confidence journey, your self-love, and your self-worth journey. Definitely check out the Create Your Dream Life course that's linked below in the description box and in the show notes. You can also find it on the website, candywashington.com. Also, be sure to grab a copy of our self-love journal that's on amazon.com or also on the website. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend to keep the conversation going. And you can also join us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok and join our free new newsletter also by heading, by heading over to candywashington.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel for new episodes every Tuesday. But if you cannot wait for your self-love fix, be sure to subscribe to 1214 Media Premium on Apple Podcast for early and bonus episodes. So with that, let's dive into today's session. So... If we're being honest, we all have certain members of our family that is just toxic and unhealthy. I personally had to learn that just because somebody is a family member, that does not mean that they are the healthiest person to have in your life and that it's okay to cut them out. It's okay to create boundaries. It's okay for you to choose who you have in your life and who you don't family or not. So let's dive in. First, I want to talk about a couple of signs that you have a toxic family member. It's very easy to recognize the signs of like a toxic romantic partner or a frenemy. But sometimes when it comes to family, we give more leniency when we actually shouldn't. So let's talk about a couple of signs. One is your interactions are always dramatic. There's always some drama There's always some, you know, generational trauma going on. They always want to gossip. They want to talk about the past. And it's just negative. And you leave, you know, your experience with them or you leave when you spend time with them or you leave when you talk to them, you actually end up feeling worse about yourself, stressed out or drained. That's a huge sign, you know. If you talk to your family member and all they want to do is gossip about other families, gossip about other family members, or they just want to bring up, you know, past arguments or past experiences, or, you know, they just can't let it go. They're just stuck in that. That is a huge sign that this is a toxic family member. The next sign is that they don't respect your boundaries, whether this is physical, emotional, financial, mental, they don't expect respect your boundaries. When you tell them no, they either don't listen 
or they don't even give you the option. You know, do they not ask your permission to take something of yours or to go into your home or to, you know, know something about you or not know something about you? Do they not just respect your own individuality? Do they not see you as your own person? Or do they think that because they're family, they are allowed to take whatever and do whatever, say whatever and behave however towards you and with you? So if you feel like any family member is not respecting you as your own individual person, that your no is a no and your yes is a yes, and they don't respect you that you have your own autonomy, that is a huge sign that that is a toxic family member. Next up is they are abusive in any form. You know, people are like, well, family fight. Yeah, but just because family fight doesn't mean that they're allowed to be verbally, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, or sexually abusive towards you. So if you have a family member that just, oh, can I borrow this money? Can I borrow this money? Can I borrow this money? And they never pay you back. Do they just take your money, take your credit cards? You know, do they just drop in your house and take whatever they want? You know, are they mean to you? Do they yell at you? Do they swear at you? Do, do they put you down? Are they, you know, that's a huge sign that they're that they're not a good, healthy person to be around? Is there any physical abuse? Do they hit you? Do they punch you? Do they slap you? Do they gaslight you? Do they not honor you? And do, do they not respect you? Is there sexual abuse? You know, that happens within families. We have to talk about it. It's true. Are you being abused in a sexual way? That's a huge, huge sign. <laughs> the biggest sign, right? That this is a toxic family member. And the next is they are hypercritical of you. This is right along with emotionally and mentally and spiritually and verbally abusive. Can you never get it right? Or if you do something great, then it's like, oh, that's great. But what about this? You know, oh, you're married. Where are the kids? Oh, you're single. Where is your man? Where is your woman? Oh, you are, you know, you're not straight. Well, what about this? Or you only make that. You don't live here. You don't have this. Are they hyper, hyper critical of you? Are they never satisfied? Is it never enough? Do you just feel really bad about yourself when you interact with this family member, right? Are they really judgmental of you? That is a huge sign. Also, do they compare you? Oh, well, your sister has this. Oh, your brother has that. Oh, your cousin is doing this and this and this. Do they compare you to other family members and do they pit you against each other as if you are supposed to compete with other family members? That is a huge sign. Do they also want you to take sides? Well, this sister's mad at me, so and I'm mad at them, so you need to be on my side and you need to be mad at her too. Do they call you to or talk to you to pit you against other family members to be on their side or, or their team? That is also extremely toxic and unhealthy. And last but not least, we kind of touched upon this. You simply don't enjoy their company. They could not even be toxic themselves, but you just don't like being around them. And guess what? That's okay. Don't feel that you have to be guilted or you have to be obligated or you have to be forced to spend your time with anyone, even if they are your family. If you just don't feel good around a certain person, even if they're not doing anything, this is your life. 
this is your time that you never get back. So don't ever sacrifice your own well-being to appease anyone or anybody, even if it is family. So if you just don't like hanging around someone, of course you can be cordial and cool if it's like a wedding or a barbecue or a reunion or, you know, the holidays or something like that. It's fine to be cordial in group settings, but don't force yourself to be around them for long periods of time. And definitely don't force yourself to be alone with them, you know? There is a way to be, you know, a healthy adult. You may not like their presence, but you can be cordial. You can keep it cute. You can do adult set. You can do um, group settings, manage your time, but don't overextend yourself if it's detrimental to your own well-being. Okay. So now that we have the signs of a toxic family members, let's now talk about some ways to deal with them. Right. The first one, and I think that people don't talk about this enough, is be mindful of your own alcohol and drug consumption, particularly over the holidays. You know, a lot of times we get together with family, it's for an occasion. It's for a wedding or every Sunday dinner or unfortunately sometimes funerals or a birth of a child. They're either like celebratory things or they're traditional things, right? But usually they involve, you know, let's get some wine, let's do this, let's do that. So, and especially over the holidays, be mindful of your own alcohol and drug consumption. This is important because then if a family member triggers you or wants to argue with you or if they start to make you feel bad, you are clear-headed and level-headed and you are able to protect yourself either by leaving the situation, shutting down the conversation, or whatever the case may be. But usually if you've been drinking or doing drugs and you get triggered or someone wants to start an argument or any type of hostility, those situations are much easier to escalate. They're much easier to get out of hand. It's much easier to take things the wrong way. When dealing with family, sometimes you're already on edge. You know, they know what buttons to push because they installed them, right? <laughs> um, so be mindful of that so you can be as much of in control and level and clear-headed as possible, particularly when you're gonna be around people who can trigger you, okay? Number two, have an, ex- have an exit strategy. I think this is really, really important. Have an exit strategy. You know, if you're traveling, have your own room, have your own Airbnb, have your own car, um, have someone who lives locally that you can go to their house, whether it's a friend or another family member, but have your own exit strategy in case you need to remove yourself from a toxic or unhealthy situation. Be able to find a place that is safe, a find a place that is your own. That could be deciding to go to a hotel room or booking your own accommodations or going to the car or whatever it is, right? Be able to remove yourself from any situation, okay? From any situation. And this also can go into taking breaks, right? Say you're hanging out with your family, the conversation's getting too heated, go say, hey, you know what, I gotta take a call. Go to the car and just, you know, calm down. Do whatever you need to do. Take breaks so it's not so intense and it's not so in your face all of the time. 
So have an exit strategy where you have your own personal space and be mindful to take breaks. Next is create healthy boundaries. You know, don't be afraid to, if there's a conversation that's going on, just say, hey, you know what? I'm not really talking about that right now, but I'd love to know what's new with you. Create boundaries, you know, if, if they're talking about your financial situation or your education or, you know, your love life, your romantic life, any situation, any part of your life that you don't want to talk about, hey, I'm not, I'm not really talking about that right now, but, or I'm not really talking about anything related to that, to that right now, but I'd love to hear about what's new with you. Or what have you been up to? Change the tops the topic, create those boundaries. You can also do this going into the holiday season. One thing that I personally do is I also let people know what is on the table to talk to me about and what's not on the table to talk to me about, right? Like say you're creating boundaries with a toxic family member, but another family member just always is like, well, you really should talk to them. You really should have them back in your life. You need to forgive. They try and guilt you, right? You can forgive someone without allowing them to still have access to you. Forgiveness and access are two different things, but they try to guilt you. Oh, you're holding a grudge. You know, God says forgive. You got to forgive. It's family. It's blood. Uh-uh. No, thank you. God wants you to protect yourself and have a healthy, happy life. You know, God or whatever entity you believe in, you know, it's not about religion, but you get what I'm saying, right? So don't allow other family members to gaslight you and to guilt and shame you into talking about other family members that you find to be toxic or, or allowing them back in your life or engaging with them. So it might sound like, hey, sister, <laughs> um, I know you have really great in intentions, but I would really, really appreciate it if you no longer talk to me about our cousin XYZ, right? Set those expectations early and set those boundaries. Let people know what you're available to talk about and what you're not available to talk about. Don't feel like you have to room with people you don't want to room with. Don't feel like you have to eat food from people who you don't want to eat their food from or go to certain gatherings that you don't want to go to. Trust your gut and whatever your gut, whatever your intuition is telling you, from that place, instate those boundaries. And you might have to say them again, and you might have to say them again, but keep stating your boundaries. And the one person that you should not bend your boundaries with is yourself. If you have that boundary in place, don't let anyone gaslight you or guilt you into disrespecting your own boundaries. Set those boundaries up. Okay. Now, number four is schedule a therapy session to prep your mind for the holidays, especially if you know that you're going to have to interact with certain family members that you find to be toxic or unhealthy or unpleasant, right? Get a therapy session, whether it's your spiritual advisor, whether it's your life coach, whether it's your therapist, and not another family member and not a friend. Get a professional, get an expert, get somebody who is objective, right? And just do a session and say, hey, I really want to talk to, I really want this session to be about creating a game plan for how I'm going to navigate the holidays with my family in a healthy way that is healthy for me. You know, set that intention for the session and 
get their guidance, get their support, get a game plan, you know, so you can go into the holidays feeling equipped and prepared to take care of yourself. And that's really what's most important, right? It's about taking care of yourself. All right. Now, number five is seek support and talk to friends and healthy family and healthy family members to stay grounded. This isn't gossiping, this isn't complaining, this isn't doing a dump onto somebody. This is saying, "Hey friends, hey family member, this is a really tough time. This person is triggering me. Can you just be my support? Can you just talk to me? Can I just talk to you? Can we change the subject? Can we go for a walk? Can we do a FaceTime? Just, you know, know which friends are healthy, know which family members are healthy. And when you need support over the holidays, you know, reach out to them. But also be sure to check in on where they're at, you know, check in and be like, hey, how are you? I really need, I'm going through something, I really need to talk to you. Do you have the capacity to talk to me about it? Because you never know what other people are going through. So you don't just want to dump all your stuff on them if they don't have the capacity to receive it, right? So check in with them first and just be like, hey, I'm looking for some support. I just need someone to talk to you or to change the subject or whatever it is. Do you have the capacity to, you know, hold space for me right now? And then from there, seek their support, seek their guidance, laugh, whatever, get your mind off of it. So don't say, don't stay hyper-focused on the toxic family members. Remember that you do have support and focus on cultivating those relationships, right? Okay. Now, number six, have your holiday self-care plan. This means knowing that you really need to protect your energy and take care of your energy and your own well-being during the holiday season. So have your own self-care plan during the holiday season. Maybe this means you are making sure that you meditate every day. That is a non-negotiable. You're journaling, you're exercising and moving your body. You're being mindful of alcohol and drug and sugar consumption, right? You are, yes, you're treating yourself and you're indulging with food and snacks and desserts, but you're not going overboard. You're still protecting your body. You know, you're working out, you're going for walks, you are praying, right? You're still having that spiritual connection. So have your own self-care plan. And a part of that self-care plan, we talked about it a little bit before, is taking those breaks. So when you do find yourself being triggered, when you do find yourself getting, you know, activated, the pain body, you're be mindful and say, hey, I need to take a break. Even if it's going into the bathroom and repeating affirmations, working on your breath work, meditating for a little bit, listening to a podcast that soothes you, just removing yourself from the situation and getting your energy and getting your mind right is a key part of having your self-care plan. Maybe it's also doing sleeping affirmations at night, you know, but have in place, if I get triggered, these are the things X, Y, and Z I can do. You know, if I get triggered, I can go in my room and journal. If I get triggered, I can go into the bathroom and repeat affirmations. If I get triggered, I can go to my car and take a nap. If I get triggered, I can, you know, create the boundary. Hey, thank you so much for bringing that up, but I'm no but I'm not talking about that right now, but I'd love to hear about what's new with you. If I get triggered, I can go for a walk, listen to a podcast, listen to some movies, or listen to some music. I can watch a movie. I can reach out for support. 
support to a friend or a family member that's actually healthy, right? So have that self-care plan in place so you are equipped, so you know, oh, this person's talking to me sideways. Oh, this person's trying to bring up the past. Oh, this person's trying to gossip. This person's being critical. This person's putting me down. This person's gaslighting me. This person is trying to bait me. Well, guess what? You have no power. Not over me. Because I have my plan in place and I know how to take care of myself. And have the mindset. My own well-being is my first and best priority. So when somebody disturbs that, you have your plan, in, your plan in place and you are confident enough in yourself to take care of yourself first. So there you have it. That is the signs of toxic family members and how to deal. Quickie recap. If, you, if your interactions with them are always negative and you feel stressed or drained out, toxic family member. If they don't respect your boundaries, physical, emotional, financial, or mental, toxic family member. If they are abusive in any way, verbal, physical, emotional, sexual, um, mental, financial, toxic. If they are hypercritical, never satisfied, judgmental, constantly moving the goalpost, pitting you against other family members, getting you to be on their quote team, toxic. And if you simply don't enjoy their presence, maybe they're not toxic, but maybe their energy is or whatever it is, but that's also a sign, right? So when you have those toxic family members quickly, this is what you do. Be mindful of your own alcohol and drug consumption so you're clear-headed and level-headed so you can take care of yourself. You have your exit strategy, have your own car, your own room, your own Airbnb, a friend's place, a healthy family member's place to stay at if you need to. But you know that if you have to, you can remove yourself safely from any situation. Number three, create those healthy boundaries. Don't engage or be around certain family members. Set them up front, you know, to the healthy family members. I'm not game to talk about this person or that person, da, 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 da. You know, set those boundaries up front. No, you can stay with me. Yes, you can stay with me. Yes, I'm willing to go there. No, I'm willing not to go there. Yes, we can talk about it. No, we can't. Create those boundaries. Number four, schedule a therapy session to prep yourself to have a game plan. Remember, make sure it's an actual therapist, spiritual coach, life coach, whatever it is. Not a friend, not a family member. Number five, seek support. Talk to friends. Talk to healthy family members when you need to. Do those check-ins. Make sure they have the emotional capacity to hold space for you, but seek support. And number six, have your holiday self-care plan in place. So when you get triggered or you know something's about to go down or somebody is disrespecting you, you have your plan in place for you to, for, so you can protect yourself and you can honor yourself and respect yourself and make your own well-being your first and best priority. So with that, everybody, wishing you a very happy and healthy holiday season. And if you need support in your journey to self-love and self-worth, be sure to check out our Create Your Dream Life course. You can go to candywashington.com, but it's also linked below in the show notes and the description box. Be sure to grab the self-love journal that's available on amazon.com and candywashington.com. Share this podcast with a friend to keep the conversation going. Join our free newsletter by also going to candywashington.com. Join us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. 
Subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel for new episodes every Tuesday. But if you can't wait for your self-love fix, be sure to subscribe to 1214 Media Premium on Apple Podcasts for early and bonus episodes. So with that, you guys, as always, take care of yourself and each other. I love you. Bye.